So you just got out there and then you reached a moment, you reached a point of decision and you decided, I'm just going to keep going. That's right. Yep. Yeah. All yeah. of us, I think, dream of that. You are in a maze of twisty little passages, all alike. Time to start a fire, crack open a can of tab, and settle in for Founder Quest. It, it sometimes it's like you go out uh -huh. to buy some milk for your child or whatever. It's like, I'll just keep driving. <laughs> just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not really. No. I was, before I became a, before I I became my a, child. <laughs> before I became a father, I, you always hear those, you know, those stories like, you know, dad went out for a pack of smokes never came back and i'm like how could people do that but now that i'm a dad like i totally get it yes it's not that i mean it's still wrong it's very wrong but it's like i understand the the sentiment <laughs> a little bit better of, of course my my keep going moment just happened to be when i was doing a loop so i don't know what that really says about me but oh that's deep we're getting really into the weeds now so how's how, how's your shed coming sir it's coming pretty well. Maybe we should, should we talk about offices, work environments, and then oh, yeah. we can, you know, save it for the podcast. Save yeah, it for I like the, that. That's a good plan. Yeah. This is the podcast. Holy shit, Josh. Did I just blow your mind? <laughs> <laughs> you blew my mind. Because, you know, we just uh, fix it all in post around here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we do. Um, yeah. And le actually, wouldn't, since we're like um, restful, wouldn't we fix it all in put? That's that's deep, man. Yeah, that's a bad. That's like a combo, like a dad joke, <laughs> developer like a, joke or something. Yeah. All right, yeah. so I think today we're going to talk about offices and work environments, which is, I mean, we don't really have offices here at Honey Badger headquarters. Honey Badger headquarters is more of an idea than a place. I think uh, each of us has our own sort of customized work unit in the place of our choice. Um, we all set it up to, you know, achieve maximum efficiency. And so I thought it might be fun to talk a little bit about that. It's like, what, what do we like in an office? What, we don't, what don't we like in an office? Yeah. So should we ever, do you think we'll ever have like a, a big like Honey Badger open floor plan um, office? No. No? Never. never. If, if, no. What if, if we had an office, it definitely wouldn't be open floor plan. Do you remember the, the, the business, on soft, uh, business of software forums back in the day with, with Joel? And uh, he had this, when he wrote uh, his blog, he had some awesome stuff about, you know, uh, making a, an awesome development environment. And he had this one about his office space. So they had office space, I think it was in Manhattan. And he went into great detail about how they made it perfect mm -hmm. for developers. And he just... Uh, I realize that. I remember that. Do you remember that blog post? Yeah. Yeah. And he talked about how each developer had their own office with a door. And I believe they also, all of them had exterior light like they all had an exterior window mm, yeah and i remember him describing it like they had to, to angle the walls in, in a certain way so that they could all get you know a little sliver of of window anyway reading this that this was at uh fog bugs um, yeah that Joel was fog bugs, yeah. fog bugs yeah so after i read that i was like convinced yep that's the way to go that was the gold standard right there so i, yeah. I determined that i would never be happy in an open space ever again well i currently that's am in an open space because um my other company, uh, Hint, which is a, a software Ruby consulting shop, um, I'm I'm the only one who likes closed offices. I think so. Um, yeah, I'm currently in an open open office, but I I don't like it. So you're telling me there's developers that like an open floor plan office? I think they're starting to come around. I think that if we uh, like we we did this office back when it was like you know the hip thing to 
to have the open office space. And I think people are starting to come around a little bit. So what if we did, uh, instead of just your regular open floor plan office, what if we did one of those where you don't actually have a assigned desk where you just kind of float? Like my, um, my sister-in-law um, works for a tech company here in Seattle and they don't have like fixed desks. Like it's, it's like a co-working space, basically. You go in, you pick whatever desk is available, you plug in your laptop, you go to town. Um, you don't get your special ergonomic keyboard. You don't get your, um, your special standing desk or whatever, or your, it's just, it's just that. What if we, what if we did that? I mean, I would quit. I think that's ridiculous. No, I think that's absolutely asinine. Like I, I, yeah. Like, you know, the, the ideal, everyone has their own office. If you can't have that for some reason, because your company is too cheap then everyone has an open plan. But if you can't have that for some reason, your company is maniacally insane and you have this rotating desk thing, hmm. quit. Because that's just ridiculous. Like, who puts up with that? I'm sorry. I'm very opinionated on this particular <laughs> topic. <laughs> Man, okay, we're, gonna, we're getting into like, like talk well, radio like that's, levels that's, of passion it's basically here. Like like it. a, it's like a co-working space where you're, you're not even paying like the, the permanent desk option. Yeah. Now, co-working space, I can totally understand. That's what you're paying for right? You're paying for a hot desk. That's the cheapest option. I get it. Right. But when your office, your company decides that everyone's going to have a hot desk, that's utterly ridiculous. Like why, what I'm, oh man. Better, better yet. Don't have an office at all. Yeah. And let people work from home and, and pay to pay that money to set them up however they want in whatever location they want. Well, I don't know. Like, uh, like she doesn't seem to mind. Like my sister-in-law doesn't really like. She doesn't really love it, but it's not. It's not a. Uh, it's not a deal breaker for her. Like she's not going to quit the company over it or anything like that. But you know, she's also not a cranky like old developer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you saying I'm a, cr- I'm a crusty think, old cranky developer? Is that what you're saying? I think that makes a difference. Yeah. I'll own that. Yeah, I'm you're a bit of that. a crusty crab, Ben. But all, we, we all got a little crust <laughs> under our elbows here, here and there. Well, the, the the number one worst part of an office is the commute. Uh, that that's the biggest problem that I have with offices is like you know you're shuffling everyone into one location, which is hard to get to because no one wants to live there at the same time every day, typically. And then everyone like tries to get out of there at the same time every day, typically. And you have to, again, do this in reverse, right? So if I have to deal with that ridiculous commute, like on the bus or driving in my car or whatever, and I'm dealing with that ridiculousness every day, and then I show up and I don't even have my own place to go to. No, Mm -mm. Uh -uh. nope, not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I'm going to adjust my chair to the way that it feels good. Right. And like you, you just, you mentioned the keyboard, right? I'm going to have a keyboard that feels good for me and not some generic keyboard. You know, if I want to work on my laptop all the time, why don't I just do that from my couch, right? The point of going into a place to work is to have it set up to be nice to work according to what you need, not whatever Joe needed yesterday because he happened to be sitting in that spot that you're sitting in today. Yeah. But for the record, the, the reason you shouldn't work on your laptop on your couch is because of your back. Oh, oh. yes. <laughs> at least in my experience that i i did that for for too long and and that's how i i, I got back issues 
Yeah, like I see pictures of like the kids in these hip startups or maybe, you know, these these bigger tech companies where they have these like nests full of bean bags <laughs> and people are just laying around with their, you know, laptops open, they're coding away. Yeah. It's just like, oh my God, honey, you're going to pay for that like, in 10 years. Yeah, you're cut, gonna, cut you're to gonna 10 years later. <laughs> yeah, you're going to wish you had like sat upright with both feet on the floor in your, uh, your leap steel case leap chair and uh with with the optional headrest i write a lot of code in my lazy boy though uh, oh you do on my laptop i do i spend like several hours on a regular basis uh yeah per day i would say in mm. my lazy boy writing code like when i get up early like you know i'm up at four or five or whatever then i go hop in my lazy boy and i'm there for like two or three hours doing stuff and uh yeah i don't have any back problems great oh maybe you don't have the genes like maybe you yeah. uh Maybe you have the strong, like you're the strong-backed um, honey badger. <laughs> it could be. Like sometimes it feels like, uh, like sometimes it feels like I've got a thin glass rod running through the very bottom of my spine. And sometimes it breaks. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Not recently though, because I've actually... Um, we can talk about this later, but I've actually sort of like got all the ergonomics dialed in. Like I figured it all out. And like, this is part of growing up, I think for me, at least like uh, part of growing up is recognizing all the things you're doing that are destroying your body slowly over time. <laughs> and then you kind of, you know, when you're young, you're like, you're, when you're 20, you're like, oh my God, I just feel like crap. Why do I feel like such crap? And and then you you turn 30 and you're like, well, no shit. I just ate a whole box of Oreos last night. Now I feel like crap. And then you're 40 and then, then you're like, okay, well, um, you know, also I just have to get up at 7 a.m. Or, you know, I can't sleep in until 10 or I feel like crap. So I don't know. So offices, I'm sorry. I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting off topic. So did I did I mention the reason that I am that I have been working out of this office um, as as opposed to my uh, beloved home office, which is where I would prefer to spend my my time? You've got a sweet home office, why aren't you there? I do. Um, I am not there because I have a uh, almost three year old and a uh, one actually yeah eighteen month year old um, or eighteen month old and. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a little tough working from home with with two little kids under three running around. Yeah, it's like when when daddy's home, it's time to play, right? They yeah, don't, they don't understand this concept of daddy's home, but he's working. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, my office is downstairs, and and they spend most of their time upstairs, like the playroom and kitchen and everything is upstairs. So um, it's got I've got it pretty dialed in in that sense, but it's just it's tough. Like, um, there our walls are not completely soundproof so there's a lot of noise um if i ever leave my office that's when the uh the fun starts usually like you know that's kind of an excursion so um it's usually you get the feeling that you're kind of you're kind of trapped in a box that you can't leave if you want to be productive like why don't you describe your home office a little bit josh like i mean you can't really go there now um but eventually the infestation will sort of diminish i imagine and you'll be able to go there again <laughs> yeah, so what like you've got a set up so why don't you you tell us about it um i don't know i've got a standing desk um it's a sit stand desk so it's a um it's got a, a motor so i can uh got a motor and presets so basically i i just use two presets really um but 
I don't know. I think I, I usually usually prefer to sit. I'll I'll stand occasionally if I'm if I'm feeling like it. Um, I uh, I have a split uh, ergonomic keyboard, so I recently got an ErgoDox, and I've been really happy with that. Um, I've kind of gradually moved for like through different types of mechanical keyboards, mostly um, because I get like wrist hand and wrist pain from typing a lot and uh, and this is the only keyboard that like has actually like completely eliminated um that pain which is cool that's basically it got an ultra wide monitor is which one is that like you recently got one and then you returned it and stuff like which one do you end up with i ended up with a uh it's the um lg the uh, 5k 2k um ultra wide so it's like 5k across and 2k up um and uh yeah it's it's flat it's not cur- it's not one of the curved ones it's a 34 inch uh ultra wide monitor and uh so yeah it basically is like a uh it gives you it gives you like the re- re- basically the resolution of 4k but it's ultra wide okay so like is that like how much extra screen real estate do you get on that like 33 percent or something um, yeah it's about yeah it's about a third extra so yeah, it's it's I found that it's it's pretty good for uh for doing like um like splitting your screen into thirds. You can do pretty comfortably like you can have like three windows side by side um that aren't don't aren't like too scrunched. Yeah, that's interesting. I've thought about getting one of those, but then I'm just like, uh I, I just keep putting it off cuz I just want to see how they work out. I I've I still have that one at home. Um I've moved a lot of the rest of my setup down here. Um to uh to the office uh downtown vancouver but down here i have uh i already had two uh 4k displays they're just like 27 inch 4ks um but i recently i tried uh i i have one in regular orientation and then on um on the left i put the second one in portrait and i've been trying that out um so Usually, like if I'm coding, I have my uh, I have like Vim or whatever my code running on the main monitor, and then um, I'll put my browser or whatever documentation um, that I need on the uh, the portrait mode monitor, and uh, and that's been a really nice um, that's been a really nice thing lately. Oh, cool! I tried that briefly. Um, yeah, didn't really stick for me, but really, yeah, I've been liking it. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure which I like better. Like the ultra wide or um or the 227s uh i i have to admit i really am liking the uh the portrait thing so oh cool um i, w- I don't think i would do a second monitor with the with the 34 inch ultra wide because it's just excessive that's too much except maybe another 34 inch ultra wide <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah Back you need on one top. of those like you need one of those like um one of those stacked displays where you've got, you know, one in the front, two on the sides, and then yeah. like one above the one in the front, uh-huh. sort of angled down yeah, at the you. Stacking ones. Yeah. 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 We'll see. I, the uh, we'll see if uh, I end up with one of those, whatever the Apple, the six K. <laughs> like it's six a six K monitor, but it costs six thousand dollars. Either the resolution or the price. I think. Can I just tell you guys something? And this is disturbing for me because um, I'm a historically very cheap person but the fact that we run this company and we hire people and we have we pay an ungodly amount of money to AWS I see these numbers 
And so I see something that's like a $6,000 monitor and I'm like, eh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to buy it myself. I don't really need that personally, but meh, okay, what, whatever. And then I'm like, wait, wait, star, that's a lot of money for a mod. Like you can get one, you can get a monitor for like a couple hundred bucks these days. Uh, but it's just <clears> this, <throat> I've gotten anchored at these high price points by reviewing our budgets. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and I, I don't know. It's just weird. I got to get, I got to get out of that habit or get out. I got to unanchor myself. Like I'm, I'm not going to go buy a Mac pro with that, that monitor. Cause I don't, I don't need that. That's, that is excessive, but, um, I'm fine with spending a lot of money on computers. Like, I mean, it's, it's the only equipment that I use for my, my career. So I figure like, you know, buy a nice computer at least, or, you know, whatever, whatever you like yeah. working on. But don't make it cost as much as like a, a factory certified refurbished car. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know contractors who, who have to have a truck. Yeah, make a lot more money with our laptops than we do with our cars. So yeah. they're, they're probably worth the money spent on them. Yeah. So Ben, you are like yeah. a notoriously like minimalist uh, yes, office yes, person. Yeah. Like nobody, like you can't see this in the the audio, but basically um, Ben's background is like a white wall. There's like a copier behind him. Um, Ben's just like, I mean, you just kind of like a blank room and a desk, right? Yep. Basically. Which is kind of funny considering how much I hate the idea of hot desks because I'm really the kind of person that doesn't have much on my desk anyway. So, you know, I could actually considerably swing the hot desk thing because I just show off my laptop and then I leave and it's like shadow, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, what I think every time you leave. Was he even here? Yeah, exactly. That's why I started this podcast, just to have documentary evidence that you exist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my office, I like to keep it minimal, but uh, I do like to have a nice monitor. So I do have the LG Ultrafine 5K, which is a fantastic monitor. Like it does, it does retina. That's all I care about. I, yeah. The resolution is what I need. I don't care about the size so much, but the, I need the, so the sharp resolution for my aging eyes. And uh, it's beautiful. It pairs nicely with my MacBook Pro, which is why I bought it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I love the, back to the minimalist thing, I love the one cable and I'm done thing, right? I plug in the K1 Thunderbolt cable and then I've got power, I've got video, I've got audio, everything I need is right there. Yeah. So one day we will have wireless video that's reasonably, you know, it's not cost prohibitive and I will have that and I will be happy because then I don't have to plug in anything when I have the wireless power and the wireless video. Be great. You'll be able to play some nice pranks on people then. Hopefully, hopefully they don't secure it very well, so you can uh, you can just take over people's screens. That would be nice. I've 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 never had the home office though. Uh, when I started doing freelancing, like when I left the workaday world, uh, I tried to work from home, and that just didn't work. I too had kids at home, and uh, they you know they're they're great, and they know how to leave me alone when I want to be left alone. But still, there's yeah you know. Like you said, going out of your office and going to get a snack or whatever, and it's just the interruption, it breaks the flow, and there are noises around because your walls aren't soundproof and things like yeah. that. Um, so it lasted, oh, probably two days when I was working <laughs> at home yeah. and before I decided I've got to have some office space. And so what I've done, because office space is ridiculously expensive, 
to acquire uh, because you have to like get this minimum size of typically, you know, like a thousand square feet or something. And you have to commit to this like one year or three year or six year lease or whatever. Yeah. As a solo person, a normal office space lease is just, yeah. I mean, it's not impossible, but it's insanely expensive and kind of dumb. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's mostly out of reach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so your options are, well, you could buy an office condo, but uh, that's pretty limited. Like, Wait, what, what's an office condo? So an office condo, so if, you know what a condo is, like a residential condo, you buy this unit inside of a big building, right? Typically. Yeah. Uh, well, an office condo is the same thing. You buy a unit inside of a big office building. So instead of renting or leasing hmm. your office on a, on a you know, extended basis, you buy the thing, right? So obviously they're not cheap because you're buying this office space that's inside of an office building that gets leased at crazy rates, but you basically own it. You don't have oh. to rent it. I had That's no idea cool. that existed, but it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. They're not, uh, you know, there's not a lot of them out there, but, and, and I don't think there are any on the east side of Seattle where I am, uh, which is one problem with the office condo approach. So what I typically do is I, what I've done over the past, you know, 15 years or whatever is um, sublease. So there's always office space out there that someone has that they're not using. And the, the circumstances vary widely, but you can typically find something that's good for development work uh, that's not a budget buster uh, and that's pretty close to home. So what I did is, you know, I live in, again, east side of Seattle, so the Kirkland area. And near me, I live right by Woodenville, which is a winery district. And uh, it's more of a, it's like transitioning into the rural area of, of the King County in, in Washington. And there just so happens to be a number of wineries here, uh, some that are, you know, that have a little bit of vineyard here, and some that are just like a retail shop, um, like a tasting, tasting room. And so there's a, an individual here who owns a building that used to be like a Jiffy Lube kind of building. And they converted the garage spaces to these retail wine shops, uh, you know, tasting rooms. And the upstairs is like normal class A office space. So he has an office, my landlord does. And then he had two offices that he's not using upstairs next to his. And so I met him through a friend and found that he had this space. And so I, I subleased that for on a month to month basis. And that, that's worked out pretty well for me. Uh, it's quiet except for on Thursday and Friday afternoons when the tasting room is in full swing and they've got the music going and they got people downstairs having a good time, then I might have to check out and go to the library or something for a couple hours. But um, in the mornings, it's very quiet. I'm the only one here and uh, it's nice. It's close to home. So I don't have to deal with that ridiculous commute. And I have my own space. I don't have to share it with anybody. It's great. Yeah. Except a copier. Such a copier. Well, that's my <laughs> landlord's copier. He's like, yeah, can I just leave that in the room? I'm like, yeah, sure. I mean, it's a really yeah. big copier. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. yeah. So, so I have my, my Aeron chair set up just so. And I yeah. have my, my uh, uh, I used to do the ergonomic keyboard thing. I used to just swear by the Microsoft, mm. uh, I can't remember what it's called, but the old one, you know, the, the beige looking one that's really, really big, the battle yeah. tank of. Yeah. Uh, I do. I forget the name. But. Battleship of uh, keyboards, yeah. Like I think it's before the curve, I, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, I used to, ha I still have it. It's in my garage. But uh, what I what I found was when I moved to doing freelancing, uh, I had my laptop. I would be transitioning between like 
my office. And then at home, like I said, I worked mm-hmm. for a couple hours in Lazy Boy. And my, my hands would just get kind of confused, right? Like during the day, I'd be on this really big honking keyboard that was ergonomic and split. But in, in the mornings, I would be on my laptop and be kind of cramped up on that small keyboard. So I gave up the big keyboard, the ergonomic keyboard, and I just got a... Um, an Apple wireless keyboard, which basically yeah. matches the layout of the laptop. So now I don't have to transition between the two sizes. And uh, fortunately, I don't have RSI problems. So I can just get away with being on the cramped keyboard. So that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think if not for the RSI problems, that makes sense. Because, yeah, it's, it's, it's the most, uh, the least confusing for your, yeah. for your hands. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to have the same function keys in the same places and, and that sort of thing. Uh, of course, the MacBook Pro with the touch bar kind of threw that off because now the escape key is not where it is on my keyboard, you know, so yeah, I do have a preference of actually using the keyboard separate so I can have my escape key, but... Now, do you well, find... The thing about that, the thing about that, Ben, is it's your fault. It's, <laughs> it's your fault for expecting, expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, you just... Yeah. Need to be yeah, more adventurous. So I, I'm getting ready for a, uh, a job at Apple, like uh, customer service. <laughs> so another option oh i guess i should mention that for a while i was doing um an executive suite so this, that's the kind of where you can yeah. uh it's like regis has these right where you can go you can you can lease a just a single office a single person office or maybe usually it's up to three or four people is kind of the biggest office they would offer um that's kind of expensive it's not as expensive as like having a full office on a long-term lease but it's still pretty pricey like basically double what i pay for a sublease um but you get like a full service office you have like a mailing address you have you know coffee service and all those things they even give you like a reception service so like you can um have someone answer your calls and forward your voice yeah you know yeah take messages for you a lot of people don't know about this, but yeah, the Regis's are a company that's, they have uh, offices in pretty much every city of any size in the country, and you can go rent an office from them. You can, um, what we do all the time is we rent um, conference rooms from them to have like our meetings and stuff, uh, just because it's nice to have an actual conference room to have a meeting and not, you know, have to try and do it at a coffee shop or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, at first I thought, that sounds kind of like basic and boring and whatever, but now I'm a real big Regis fan. Like it's, it's just super convenient and, and nice. And pricey. And pricey. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think like when I looked into that, it was like 600 to a thousand dollars a month for a, a dedicated office. Yeah. And, and, and they're smart about charging more for the exterior offices, you know, the oh, cheapest yeah, ones are, are yeah. don't have windows. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I started, when I started, like starting out my freelance career, one of my first offices was an executive office in the middle of the building, um, like basically a closet. And yeah. uh, I had like a desk that was, it was one of those narrow desks. So like it was, you know, basically like a side table and it was, uh, it's just giving me a, it's kind of giving me a, I don't know, post-traumatic stress or something right now. Oh, yeah. No. yeah. Don't. I'm, I'm- I'm a big believer in natural light. You got to have a window. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be shut up in a closet. Yeah. So, um, okay. Can I go? Mm -hmm. Go. All right. So yeah, I'm currently talking to you guys from my, um, my beautiful home office. It's my house is incredibly small. Like 
you people who live in uh, these, you know, 2000 square foot houses, et cetera. Like, I think my house is like 1100 square feet. It's, it's tiny. And so basically I'm, I'm in one of the, our bedrooms and that means that we don't have any guest room or anything like that. So uh, one of my big projects over the past year has been to uh, construct a office in my backyard. So it's a, it's like a legit, like 350 square foot structure. Um, like it's the whole deal. Like it's a real building. It's like I had to, I had to go down to the city, I had to get permits, um, pay somebody to uh, do the foundation. And then after the foundation, I basically been doing it all myself with, you know, a, a little bit of help from people um, when I just can't carry something by myself. But yeah, for the most part, it's by myself. And like, we're getting really close. Like the walls are up, the windows are in, the doors are in. Um, I started putting siding on um, yesterday and I'll probably have it, you know, completely sided in a couple more days. Nice. Uh, and after that, it's just like, electricity and insulation and drywall and then it's, it's done so so i hope to move in there in the next couple of months that's super exciting it is yeah, yeah. so um so a couple tips on that uh if you ever want to like build an office in your backyard first of all um really consider not doing it <laughs> uh <laughs> or you know not doing it yourself unless you just really like construction like i kind of i kind of enjoy going out there and like doing something physical um but it has taken an insane amount of time and thought and work and all that stuff. Because uh, if you come to it from like a, a developer perspective, like I have very minimal background in construction. Um, I work construction briefly, but um, so I had an idea of like roughly how things kind of fit together. But there's actually a lot of like detail that you have to get right when you're doing, when you're building any sort of structure. And um, you have to deal with like getting inspections and you have to deal with, uh, I don't know. It's just a lot. Like even for something like as basic as like, this is basically like a rectangular building with a closet. Like that's, that's, it's like the simplest possible building you could get. Um, um, even with that, there's just so many details that you have to figure out, um, so that it will be waterproof, so that it will like meet code. For example, did you know that um, that walls in a um, seismically active place like Seattle, walls have to have a certain amount of bracing on them. There's a lot of calculations mm. that you have to do, not to to necessarily do the engineering for it, but um, the code lists like all these things you have to do. Like you've got to have so many. Um, so many inches of bracing per inch of wall openings can't be, you know, any bigger than X, Y, Z basically like, but the one thing that's interesting that um, I'll share that is kind of a little bit surprising is that the code, which is the national residential, um, or I'm sorry, the international residential code, uh, it's pretty standard ex accepted by a lot of different cities. If you actually read the code, it will basically tell you how to do everything you need to do. Hmm. Um, I mean, not everything, but all, like the important stuff, like the structural stuff, like it'll be like, okay, you need to have uh, so many, so much bracing on this wall, or you have to call an engineer and have them do it. And you don't want to do that because that's expensive. And this is like a little 300 square foot rectangle. So they don't want to deal with that. Um, it's not worth their time. So you just like do everything like the code tells you to do it. Um, 
which is just a lot of research and a lot of work. So mm. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Unless you just want it to be your hobby for a year. Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> plus you, you even, you like even like bought a tool belt. Like that's how serious you were. Um, on this, right? No, I didn't buy a tool belt, Josh. You didn't buy a tool belt? I didn't buy a tool belt. No, I don't that's like having that all that stuff hanging me. off of me. I don't like it. <laughs> um, I, I, I buy... this whole time I was imagining you with a tool belt. Just well, I'm sorry I couldn't match your expectations, <laughs> Josh. Um, I did have to buy lots of different types of nail guns. Um, mm. Yeah, pro tip: um, those are fun. when you're building a building, you use a lot of nails, and you have to use a lot of different types of nails, and each one of those needs its own gun. Because you don't want to be hammering those. <laughs> so, how many nail guns did you end up buying? Um, I have three right now, um, and that's kind of I'm really kind of like making some of them do double duty. Mm. I really probably should have four. I never would have thought that you'd have to have more than one nail gun. Yeah. You mentioned that if you know if uh, if Ida's home that you just take off because it's it's easier just to hang then try to work with the distractions i think that's a really good thing like just it's okay to like throw in the towel and just admit that you can't work today if there's too many distractions that's i think that's better than trying to like stick it out and uh and work under miserable conditions i agree it's one of my favorite things about um having my own thing is that uh i don't have to pretend to work when it's like impossible for me to work mm -hmm. it's like i i can just be like okay you know this isn't working out i'm gonna we're gonna reschedule this yeah so con conclave at stars next time let's move it oh out yeah the, let's we, move it out of the we vault. totally could do that <laughs> we totally could do that man i yeah. could get a ping pong table and put in there if you guys want yeah um, we could have the honey badger ping pong table totally Gotta get the hot tub in there. <laughs> We're just gonna have it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, foosball, hot tub, ping pong. Yeah, um, that'd be pretty sad. I'd just be in the hot tub all day by myself in my little <laughs> my little room. ThunderQuest is a weekly podcast by the founders of Honey Badger. Zero instrumentation, 360-degree coverage of errors, outages, and service degradations for your web apps. If you have a web app, you need it. Available at honeybadger.io. Want more from the founders? Go to founderquestpodcast.com. That's one word. You can access our huge back catalog or sign up for our newsletter to get exclusive VIP content. FounderQuest is available on iTunes, Spotify, and other purveyors of fine podcasts. We'll see you next week.